Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores from Full Press Coverage and Rep District. How you doing, Trev? What is good, Hakun? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, man. One thing we've discovered, uh, listeners, is that we need to get Trev to watch more TV. Uh, other than sports, I mean, now listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say don't watch sports because clearly I'm a fanatic, and that's why like 90% of what I watch. But dude, the last movie that Trev has watched was The Joker, which is admittedly a good movie, Trev. But like three years, man. Let's like average one movie a year at least. Huh? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. I used to be a huge movie buff too, but as I've gotten older and more busier in life, I don't have. Aw, man, time he's become movies, an adult. Yeah, I got I to gotta make time for, for good movies, so okay. I'll get on that good, for 2022. Yeah, I believe in you, Trev. I believe in you. I know that you can put your mind to it. You can make it happen. You can make anything happen. You, 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 are, you are running a bar right now. If you can do that, you can watch more movies. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what gotcha. I'm saying. You can get there. <laughs> All right, everybody. We got plenty to talk about today. We're going, to, uh, we're going to talk about the biggest surprises in Wild Card Weekend. We're going to talk about a little bit of controversy with the officials and statements about officials. And we're going to preview and give you some predictions on the NFL Divisional Round Playoffs and much more. Let's get this rolling. All right, so let's start with that Wild Card Weekend. And boy, was it wild. We had some great games and we had some not so great games and then some controversial games so lots of stuff there but we're not going to hit every single one of them I'm going to start and just ask you Trev what's the biggest surprise at least for you coming out of the first super wild card weekend the way the Arizona Cardinals played man yes I thought I thought they were going to put up a better showing than that not necessarily win maybe but at least make it interesting and entertaining and competitive but Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, are the Rams that good, or does Arizona just implode? Like, it's hard to tell. But either way, I mean, J.J. Watt was coming back for help, and, you know. I know. Yeah. And it's just like 11 points. It was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And actually, the first half was so bad that, you know, I barely made it into the third quarter before saying, listen, I just can't. I can't watch this anymore. It's just not even watchable. I mean, unless I'm a Los Angeles Rams. Right. Listen, I, I'm happy for Matthew Stafford, right? I mean, clearly the guy has put up with a lot being in Detroit and not having any weapons or having any team at all around him. So put him in a successful place, and, and he did rebound nicely this week. He's had a, a couple bad weeks at the end of the regular season. He, he bounced back this week. Only had the ball, throw the ball 17 times to win this game, 202 yards and two touchdowns. Very efficient and a passer rating of 154.5. Pretty high. Pretty high. What's sad about this, though, is that the second highest passer rating in this game was Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> he wasn't Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray was horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, crazy, right? He, oh. he looked so bad. Yeah. Really bad. 19 to 34 for 137 yards, two interceptions. He had a QBR of 7.6. 
7.6. That is, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And a passer rating of 40.9. Odell Beckham, or OBJ, on the other hand, had a passer rating of 118, for those of you who are keeping track, although he only did try oh. one pass for 40 yards. But still, that's sad. You know, I mean, that's just really, really sad. You know, and then looking back at that game, the one thing I was surprised about is that they had Chase Edmonds and James Conner back, and they really didn't feature James Conner until like the third or fourth drive in the second quarter. I don't get that. That was very surprising to me. Maybe he's not as healthy as they were letting on. Maybe he was on a pitch count or something. I don't know, but that was yeah, that was strange. And I also didn't understand why they didn't employ Zach Ertz more. I mean, they 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 should the Rams give the Rams some credit. Their defense was playing out of their minds, absolutely out of their minds. Um, they really, you know, six pass defenses, five QB hits. Obviously, they had that one touchdown as well. Um, I mean, they had three tackles for a loss, two sacks. They were really playing out of their mind. But, you know, the way you get rid of that, the way to push that off is get the ball out of your hands quickly or run the ball right into the teeth and, and get it out there. So you power it through James Conner or you hit Zach Ertz on those quick outs, um, you know, some, some, some sort of short, short crossing pattern, short quick outs. And you'd get the defense to back off a little bit, but they didn't do that. Unfortunately, as a, that was a big surprise for me as well. I thought that was probably, for me, the biggest surprise. The other thing that <clears throat> surprised me a little bit was uh, McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, uh, who uh, became the star running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, that, I didn't see that coming, honestly. I really thought it would be Darrell Williams, maybe a little bit of, you know, I, I did, or maybe – Something more, I just didn't think that Jarek McKinnon would be that guy, but he really showed up in that game. And now it's a question of, you know, when will the Chiefs stop just discovering weapons? It just seems unfair at this point what's going on there for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I would say the other big surprise is what we're going to talk about next, actually, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders, which, by the way, I think, I mean, it was the most competitive game of the, the weekend, I think. I think the Cowboys kind of late surge against the 49ers was kind of notable, but it really did feel like the 49ers controlled that game up until the very, very end of the game. So um, that's, it is, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend of football. I enjoyed every game except for that one with the Cardinals for sure. All right, let's move on and talk about our sponsor Manscaped, first of all, real quick, because heck, if you don't have Manscaped, then you probably have a mess uh, on your below the waist room. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not going to check, all right? No. I, none of us are going to check. No. We're, gonna, no. we're just going to assume because, you know, we, we can all assume you got a mess down there. So you better go ahead and take care of business. Get some precision engineered tools in order to, uh, <laughs> in order to take care of your family jewels. And take, get a hold of some Manscaped, Lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right. It's the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide, including Trev and I. With an exclusive offer for you, 20% off, free worldwide shipping with the code GARBAGETIME at manscaped.com. And as we say, if you find yourself in a really remote location, give it a shot. We really want to know if they will pay for your shipping. That is really important. That is really kind of a question for me here. I don't really know. Free worldwide shipping. We're guaranteeing it. So go ahead and give it, some, give, give it a shot. Let's see, see what we can do here. All right. Let's get to the next topic here. And this is what I was talking about a little earlier. It was the Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders. And... You know, it's an interesting conundrum here for the officials, but on a third and fourth throw from the Las Vegas 10-yard line, Joe Burrow rolled out to his right, ran towards the 
sideline, was able to thread a touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd just prior to stepping out of bounds. Now, it was seen that he was clearly inbounds. Boyd was clearly able to secure the ball. The controversy was this whistle sound that could be heard during the broadcast that was blown between, apparently, Burrow's throw and Boyd's catch. So according to Rule 7, Section 2M of the NFL rulebook, if you have the official sounding his whistle erroneously, ball is dead immediately. And the rule continues that if it's during a if – the, if the loose ball would have resulted in a legal forward pass, you basically have to replay it from the spot. So it just gets replayed. That's theoretically what should have happened if the whistle was blown in between the pass and the catch. They went back and reviewed it, and the NFL VP of officiating said post-game – that on the field, the officials determined that the inadvertent whistle came after Boyd's catch. But it was, you know, it was interesting because you watch it on TV real time. And I know that's not, uh, that's not 100%, but it did look like it happened before the catch. Now, it's important to note that whistles being blown erroneously, not reviewable. Also important to know that even though there was a delay, we don't know what happened on the field, the Raiders players at least reacted as if the play was dead while the ball was in the air. They just stopped playing. So it's got to be, it's a question. You know, obviously the Raiders heard it before the ball was received by Tyler Boyd. Now, and at the end of the day, Bengals ended up winning by seven. And the NFL has now said that officiating crew is no longer in the pool and will no longer be officiating any more NFL playoff games. But obviously it doesn't change the past. So let me get your thoughts on this, Trev. What do you think about this entire mess that happened in Cincinnati, in the Cincinnati and Raiders game? Oh, man, we just said it's a mess. Um <laughs> And it sucks because, of course, after the game is played is when, like, a, a determination or the rule is looked. It sounds like the NFL needs to do a better job of, of hiring these NFLs and assigning them to these certain games because yeah. you can't have that. I mean, you just can't. If you have a running no. whistle, yeah. you know the rules, and it's it's a dead ball replay the play or whatever. You're supposed to do whatever the rule book says. Um, to say that the blown whistle is non-reviewable, it probably isn't. But like you said, the radio players reacted to it. You heard it on right. real time over and over right. again. Right. Um, so they just, they goofed this one. So the NFL, it, it, it falls back on NFL. Yeah, it's the ref's fault, blah, 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 but the NFL hires them. So yep. Roger Goodell, you got to, you got to do, you got to make do better. Uh, your referees. <laughs> yep, do better. <laughs> make it better prepared, man. That's Pretty right. much. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And actually, to tell you the truth, I think if they made um, – I know this is going to be really hard because it's a sound and not you know, an actual frame of film, but you probably should make it reviewable you know, and just figure it out. Make sure there's a way to fix it because this – theoretically, had this been an erroneously blown whistle, they would have had to try again on third down and goal and two minutes left at the end of the first half – the, the difference in the game was a touchdown. So clearly that's something that should have been cleaned up or should have, they should have had the ability to clean that up. I don't know. I mean, you know, technology in the world and the way they solve these crime cases and stuff, evidence. Yep. You mean to tell me <laughs> there's really no way that a whistle, a blown whistle is, is, is non-reviewable. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, Come on. I know, I know, Come I know. On. I agree. So I agree. Better, I've seen NFL, CSI. I know. I know yeah, how it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me a break. <laughs> so yeah, do better. I've seen NCIS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with all you everything you're saying there. Just make it reviewable and find a way, NFL. Let's fix this because that that otherwise was a great game marred by one yeah. bad 
officiating call. And that just, 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 I don't like that, particularly when it makes, it makes a difference in the game. Um, so let's get on to the next topic. And that's, again, about the officials in a roundabout way. And that's Dak Prescott's <laughs> statement. So this is kind of silly, guys. Uh, in a post-game question to Dak Prescott on Sunday, initially they told him that the fans were throwing things at his fellow Cowboys in anger. Okay, and that's what it looked like to me, too, watching the game. And he called that sad. However, when they corrected it and said, hey, Dak, actually, they're throwing the objects at the officials, he said, quote, credit to them then, credit to them. Uh, and he was even given a chance to kind of walk that back at the end of the in his news conference, and he didn't walk it back. So on Tuesday, he tweeted out to his followers, quote, I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss, and my words were uncalled for and unfair. I hold the NFL officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalism and the difficulty of their jobs. The safety of everyone who attends the game or participates in the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. That was a mistake on my behalf, and I am sorry. Okay, so let me get your take on this before we go further. Let me get your take on this, Trev. What do you think about Dak's statements on the refs and his apology? I mean, <laughs> like, I don't even know how to answer this. Um, I'm glad he apologized for his comments. Um, I understand in the heat of the moment, you say that stuff, so it is what it is, but bro, the refs did not cost you guys the game at the end. Okay. That's that right. has That's nothing right. to like, <laughs> You were the one who consulted with your teammates and, and figured and approved the quarterback draw with less yes. than 15 seconds to go with no That's timeouts. Right. Um, right. I know you've watched football before, so when you're in a hurry up <laughs> and you're down and bound, the person with the ball, the ball carrier, runs it to the ref immediately. Right. I don't care if the ref's on the 20-yard line and they're on the 30. He goes and finds the ref and gives them the ball. That's right. protocol. It's, it's day one stuff. So for the yep. fact that you chose not to do that and you're mad at a, a middle-aged 60-year-old ref with a belly is running by trying to catch up to <laughs> you to spot the ball and bumps into you, it's not his fault, bro. It's clearly you and your organization's fault. So you said yeah. what you said, you apologized, and then I just saw on Twitter that you were fined $25,000. So take that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of crazy. I, you know, it was like for him to, I mean, I get it, you know, and, and honestly it was, it wasn't good. It wasn't terrible, oh. but it wasn't good. But that being said, like, dude, like you, you're running the draw with no timeouts. I mean, the first no. thing on your mind has to be the game <laughs> can't end, right? The king can't right. end because that, otherwise this Can is just you? padding stats. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And exactly. Newsflash: they they were throwing stuff at the players and refs. So yeah, I mean that's right. <laughs> and and so you're, you're, and you know how how terrible is it to say it's sad if you're throwing it at my friends, but yeah, throw it to those other throw it at those other dudes. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, makes no sense. Makes no yeah. sense. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see by the way that um uh yeah did you see also that uh, there was not there was more than um that um just one penalty that one uh fine assessed this weekend Andy Reid was assessed for slapping one of his own players on the head did you see that oh you mean this yep oh, sorry yeah. uh, Andy 
Yeah, that's right. Bruce Arians. I don't know why I said Andy Reid. For sure. It's another, yeah, it's another old guy who's balding. Too. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, that incident is, is one to talk about. I saw I was watching Undisputed this morning, too, and Shannon Sharp was not happy about it. Um, I know you're a good coach, BA. I'm not, this is not nothing against your coachability, but you just don't do that, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. Like, there's you know. so many different ways to handle that situation rather than do that. It's just bad optics. Absolutely. Man. Bad optics. Exactly. And, you know, uh, grab him by the arm if you want. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, what are you hitting the guy in the head for? On. That's ridiculous. That's yeah, ridiculous. Not, you know, you shouldn't be doing stuff. that to anybody. You shouldn't be doing that to Whoa. anybody. So that's. Uh, it's never really, acceptable. Really like, yep. It won't be acceptable. Maybe back in the eighties, the seventies, and stuff, you know. But like, <laughs> right, right. When when everybody was, was crap, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but like uh... <laughs> now things are more important and sensitive and meaningful to say in a. So you just gotta be smart about what you're doing. You're exactly. always being only, That's right. The only time that's acceptable if you find out that your player is a serial killer and he's about to kill yeah. somebody exactly. and you have to slap yeah. upside the head to stop him, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Okay. I fully yeah. endorse that. <laughs> but anything else short of that, forget about <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> You're yeah. doing the wrong thing. Forget about it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So enough about that um, fun stuff there. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to our next topic and hit the boxing bell on that. And, of course, let's start by talking about our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy, because we love prop bets here and we love winning money. So, therefore, hey, take part in choosing 10 out of 20 available player props, build your lineup, get the most points, and win some cash. Over 140000 guaranteed in prizes each week, and they've awarded over $4 million, which, as we've now discussed over the last 10 weeks, even Kanye could use, I think, $4 million. Yeah, not chump change. I would like $4 million. You would, I think you would like $4 million. I would yes. love $4 million. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think we all agree. $4 million is a good thing. So since we all agree on that, use our promo code GARBAGETIME. When you sign up today, you'll receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy at the App Store or Play Store or by visiting your website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Use that promo code GARBAGETIME. All right, let's get to our main attraction, and that is our preview of the divisional round playoff games. Now, let's start in order in which they appear, and let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. That's going to be Saturday, January 22nd at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Right now, the game is sitting with the uh, Tennessee Titans favored by three and a half at home. The money line minus 180 for Tennessee, plus 155 for Cincinnati. The over/under on the game sitting at 47.5. So let's start with this. Uh, tell me, what are the keys to the to victory for each team in the Bengals versus Titans game? Oh, for the Bengals, they got to keep doing what they've been doing all year. That's be aggressive, bomb yeah. away. Um, yeah. Don't don't you know change up anything too much to where you look unfamiliar on tape and then all season. So just stay the course. You've gotten this far. Keep it going. For the Titans, Derrick Henry's back. You'll have to use him. (laughs) Just use him. Get that play action going that Ryan Tannehill is so good at. Um, And for the Bengals to stop that, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but (laughs) even if Derrick Henry doesn't, you know, run all over the place, you still got to count for him. If if he rushes for 50 yards, uh, whatever, like he's a monster. At running back, so run the ball through Derrick Henry. 
Make the offense, yeah, offense through uh, Derrick Henry for the Titans and Cincinnati. <laughs> they have a core for what you've been doing. That's yeah. So that's going to be Absolutely. a good game. Yeah, I think that'll be a really good game. I think I'm really looking forward to this game. I think because on two reasons, because I think the Bengals and the Titans are actually relatively well matched. I mean, the Titans' strength is definitely, as you say, running the ball. Ball control is their strength. They have the second longest time of possession of any team per game in the NFL this season. So definitely running the ball, maintaining control, ball control on offense is definitely the forte. And they managed to do that without Derrick Henry. So now they got Derrick Henry back. I think they're going to be lights out with that. You know, even if he's 50%, that's going to be lights out for them. On the flip side of this, the defense for the Titans is strongest on the ground. Yeah. They're, they're at the top five when it comes to defending against the run. So sorry, Joe Mixon, probably not going to find a lot of running room. But yeah. they're actually bottom 10 defending against the pass and the Bengals. I mean, Burrow and Chase have been lights out. I mean, absolutely lights out. Chase is playing a, like out of his mind at the end of the season here. Clearly, the connection from college is carried over to the NFL. And that doesn't even account for the fact that Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins also very much in play as threats. And even, you know, basically across the board, anybody can be a threat. With Joe Burrow right now, he is playing at a very, very high level. So I love this matchup. I think it's perfectly tuned. Uh, it's going to be Bengals passing versus Titans ground control running. It, this is going to be a close game. And, uh, you know, the Tennessee Titans only favored by three and a half at home. That's basically just giving them the home, home court advantage. That's it. So it's basically even right now. So who do you think is going to win this game? Ooh. Tough one, huh? Yeah. I think the Cincinnati Bengals had a really great run. They're exciting to watch. But I think playoff experience is going to be uh, – coming to play for this, the Tennessee Titans and Tannehill. So I, I got the Titans edging this one out. Yeah, me too. I have the Titans edging this one out as well. And I wouldn't be surprised, though, if the Bengals managed to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread and so, you know, lose yeah. by three. You know what I mean? I, I can see that. I can see this being a close game. So mm-hmm. good one there. Let's go on to the next game. That's the, that's the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. This is also on Saturday, January 22nd, and it will be at 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Right now, the uh, spread is the Green Bay Packers by five and a half. Money line minus 240 for the Packers, plus 200 for the 49ers. The over-under sitting at 47. So what are the keys of the game here for victory for both teams? Take it away, Trev. Oh, man. 49ers, you have got <laughs> to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. you got to get him on the ground or else yep. it's going to be a field day. Um Pretty much. I mean, they have a really good front four defensive line. So if that if that performs as well as been doing the past few games for them, they have a legit chance. Other than that, they don't because I just saw today where Jimmy <laughs> B has never he has never started no nor thrown a pass in his entire career under forty degree weather. Right now it's twelve degrees in Green Bay. <laughs> so, and then on the flip side, you got Aaron Rodgers at home in Green Bay in the playoffs. I mean. Yeah, he's, he's lights out. So I got, I, th- I got the Packers by double digits in this. They, you can't stop Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers at home in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But I will say this: I think that the 49ers can make this close with a chance, with a chance at the end of winning the game, if they can get Eli Mitchell going and Debo Samuel going on the mm-hmm. ground, on the ground. Yeah. And Debo Samuel has been very effective. On the ground against the Cowboys, he put up 72 yards on 10 carries and a touchdown and for a long of 26 yards. He's been very effective on the ground. Eli Mitchell actually, 
not as efficient, but doing perfectly fine, 96 yards on a touchdown last week. I, I do think that there is potential here because the best way to keep Aaron Rodgers from scoring is to make sure he's not on the field. <laughs> you know, that's the really – that's the only way, actually, to stop Aaron Rodgers from scoring <laughs> is to make sure he's not on the field. So if they can stay competitive, if they can play ball control, I think they have a shot. But guess what? Green Bay Packers, the team with the largest, longest time of possession of any team in the NFL this season. It's crazy. I had no idea until I went back and looked up the stat, and I, and I knew, of course, that the Titans were up there. And I'm like, oh, Titans are number two. Who's number one? The Packers. The Packers are on offense a lot. And they stay, you know, so it's crazy. And I think it's because you got – uh, you got a very strong uh, run game as well as a strong passing game there, you know, and, and they've been doing a great job kind of um, really being balanced on offense. And if they can get balanced on offense, I think we're going to have, there's going to just going to be problems. I just don't see how the, the 49ers are going to be able to pull this off if they maintain balance. And, and the key is to make sure that Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon don't get, get rolling. If Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon get rolling, on top of Aaron Rodgers, the 49ers yeah, is going to be a blowout. It's going to be ugly quick. Yeah, it's going to get ugly really, really fast. So that's that's my key. The the pack, key for the Packers win is just do what you're, you know. Don't change anything because you're you're already unfortunately ridiculously good. So ugh, I hate saying it, but Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, other than Tom Brady, there's almost no other quarterback I'd rather have back there. Um, right. You know, in, in a playoff situation. Uh, in a playoff situation. All right, let's go on to the next one. It's the Rams at the Buccaneers on Sunday, January 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern. Right now, the uh, game is sitting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as only a three-point favorite. The money line, minus 145 for Tampa Bay, plus 125 for the Rams, over-under at 48. Hmm, very interesting. What do you think about this one? What are the keys of the game here, and, and how does this team win this, win this matchup? Tom Brady, he's missing offensive line help. He doesn't have Leonard Fournette back there to help. Go right. get Tom Brady, put him on the ground, yeah. hurry him up, make him yep. uncomfortable as you possibly can. Yep. Um, Tampa Bay, <laughs> you have Tom Brady. <laughs> he's done it with, with way less. He's done it with way more. Um, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I agree. He's, and I think, a chance, so I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, this is the thing. So <laughs> I, I'll say this. So don't, if you're the Rams, don't put it all on Matt Stafford's shoulders. That's the key. Put it on your defense. Yes, yeah, put it on your defense who played lights out last week, who played out of their minds last week. And I will also say I, that Cam Akers looked really good in his return to the Rams. So – that's a lot of great weapons there on the ground. I would utilize them. You know, I would definitely, you got Sony Michelle, who didn't look as good last week, but you got Cam Akers now back and he can probably take, you know, a 50 to 60% load, you know, try get those quick passes out there to Cooper cup and let him create OBJ. looks like he's in full season swing. I mean, he was making some great catches in that game against the Cardinals. Yeah. You know, that first touchdown pass was fantastic. I mean, he's trying. When OBJ tries, he can be dangerous. When he doesn't try, you know, we've seen what happens. But when he tries, he can be dangerous. So I, I really do think that don't put it on Matthew Stafford's shoulders. Put it on the defense shoulders, as you say. Make them play out. Of, they got to play out of their mind. 
get those get them to kick field goals. We've seen it happen, right? We've seen you know the the Jets almost beat the the uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there there is a way to force them. And if Tom Brady doesn't have a hot start, he doesn't have a good start. Keep him uncomfortable. As you mentioned, as Trev mentioned, you keep him uncomfortable. He does not recover well. He gets frustrated fast. Once he gets frustrated, it's over. It's just like Aaron Rodgers. When he gets in his head, you've seen what happens. The entire team falls apart. If he gets confident, forget about it. It's over. So I think this will be a fun game. In the first matchup earlier this season when the Rams won, I think, 34-17, they disrupted Brady a ton that game. So obviously you can't do that again because Tom Brady's looking for that, but find different ways to, to bring pressure especially with that weak offensive line. And I think you have a legit chance of upsetting the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, yeah, um, no, definitely. In that game, to your, to your point, five quarterback hits, two passes defended, six total tackles for loss, three sacks. I mean, they put a ton of pressure on him. Uh, they made Tom Brady fumble Bull once Miller. and lose. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's good, good stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game, too. So pick, pick me a winner. Who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, I am picking the Los Angeles Rams to shock the world. I think uh, they're going I to do it. this. Yes. I love it. I love yep. it. And I will, I'm going to agree with you, man. I think the Rams have what it takes. I think the have, Rams have what it takes. And honestly, Tampa Bay with a three-point uh, spread right now, that, again, that's just a home court advantage. So I think that the uh, Rams has as good a chance as any team to knock the Bucks off. The only question, as you mentioned, Trev, is playoff Brady is another, just another level. He's, you know, he's fourteen and two in division round games, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't you know? a stranger to these parts. He is not a stranger. Yeah. So will should be fun to watch though. Should be a fun one to watch, and uh, I'm rooting for for Matthew Stafford to to get over there into this. Maybe make it to an actual Super Bowl at some point. All right, let's talk about the last game for the weekend. That is the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs at 6.30 p.m. on uh, Sunday night. So this is a, a really interesting game to me. Right now it is very, very close. The spread for the Kansas City Chiefs, minus 1.5. So really, really close. Money line, minus 130 for the Chiefs, plus 110 for the Bills. Over-under at 54, highest over-under of the weekend. What do you think about this game? What are the keys to victory here? This is probably going to be one of the better games of the weekend, too. And yeah. I, they're both high-powered offenses, so I don't I don't see them being a shootout. I don't know because the Bills' defense is better, but the Bills, man, I just I was talking about this on Rep the District. I kind of feel like, uh, you know, they maybe gave all they had to beat their arch nemesis, the New England Patriots, last round. They put up forty-seven yep. on the Patriots, and I feel like I don't know that they maybe showed everything that they could do mm-hmm. in the playoffs early so maybe they yeah. might they might run out of gas against the Chiefs um this game is I don't know man this is so tough the Bills defense <laughs> is, is if they can contain if the Bills defense can show up I think they have a legit shot of of of, of nailing this one in the in the in the bud um because yeah. the Chiefs they, they seem to be catching their stride as of late but I still they still seem kind of shaky to me like sure. they haven't been the total dominant Chiefs that they have been when Pat Mahomes has been there you know they've yeah. it's been a kind of a 
a disappointing season. Although they just said that they are just now finding their way. They're catching their rhythm, which is dangerous because it's the perfect time to do that. But yep. the way the Bills have played and come on too, I don't know, man. They just they both have to play their game to win. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know. Yeah. This is and tough. get this. this is you tough. know, think about the fact that in the game against Pittsburgh, right? Zero zero in the first quarter. You know, it, the Steelers. Re- no, the, now honest, the Steelers did capitalize eventually by getting that Darrell Williams double fumble <laughs> scoop for and score. But and then they were seven zero, and then all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes showed up and said, "You know what? I'm done messing around. Let's just blow the crap off of this doors and and just win this game." And then it was just really off to the races against the poor Steelers, who were just completely outmatched. I mean, um, Big Ben. Uh, obviously, one a great quarterback, but was way beyond prime uh, here. <laughs> so, but that being said, think about this: if the Buffalo Bills and and the Buffalo Bills have the better defense, I think here, and if they like you said, if they show up, that's a big deal. If the Buffalo Bills keep the Kansas City Chiefs to zero in the first quarter, they're not going to have zero on on offense. You know that Josh Allen is not going to not score. That between and Devin Singletary also hitting his stride and in, in late in the season, so let's not forget about that. But Josh Give Allen, the ball, finally, yeah, they know they finally. <laughs> I know they're like, you wait, know? he's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three years to figure it out, but hey, we should probably give him the ball more often. Unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, uh-huh. But it, that being said, they're not going to have zero at the end of the first quarter, right? I mean, the Bills are going to score, so. It would be a completely different scenario last week between the Chiefs and the Steelers if the Steelers are able to, able to capitalize on their defense playing above their heads, you know, and really keeping that Kansas City uh, offense in check. I mean, if the Steelers just came down and scored once in that first half, it would be a completely different looking story going into the second half. But they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. They were absolutely inept. The Bills aren't going to be that way. And if they can hold the Chiefs to zero and, and make – Patrick Mahomes find his stride late in the game like he had to against the Steelers. I think they have a chance to really blow the doors off this game. Because we saw what happened last year. We saw it in the Super Bowl last year. And, and, I, and I admit, Mahomes wasn't 100% healthy. But once he's, off his, once he's off his game, he has his timing is off. His timing is off. And that could be a problem for them. So pick me a winner here, Bills and Chiefs. Gosh. It's really, 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 really hard. This one's it's really also hard. really hard. It's hard to win an Arrowhead Stadium in the playoffs in the cold. It really is. Yep. That's a that's a that's a hard place to play. So yep. I'm gonna just go based off of that. Kansas City Chiefs squeak this one out, possibly even in overtime. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun game. I think the Chiefs are gonna win as well. I just feel like that they have that championship mentality going in there. Mahomes is starting to feel invincible. And once he feels invincible, he can make it happen. But that's not to say that the Bills won't be in this. And if any game upsets my picks, this is the one I'd be least surprised about. If the Bills win this, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I just, you know, I can see this going either way. I think the tail of the tape will be that first quarter. If Patrick Mahomes can get comfortable in the first quarter, I think the Chiefs win. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't get comfortable in that first quarter, I think the Bills take advantage and they manage to put this game out of reach um, at some point. Because if there's any team that can keep up with the high-powered Chiefs offense, it's Josh Allen and basically everybody on that Buffalo offense, including Devin Singletary and Stephon Diggs. And, and everybody's catching passes now. <laughs> you know, Everyone's catching passes. So I think it's, it's very impressive. Dawson Knox, man, that guy was out of his mind last week. So, yeah. I mean, really. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm going with the Chiefs, but just barely. All right. 
So that brings us to the end of the show. Let's hit the air horn on the show. And we did it all in 35 minutes. How's about that, huh? We are so efficient. It's amazing. Yeah. We saved you so much time that, Trev, you can go watch a movie now, I think, right? You can, your one movie can. of the year? Yes. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Nice. All right. So, hey, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Twitter at Trev Stores, WFT. I'm on Instagram, Trev underscore stores. Ref the District podcast, YouTube content, uh, full press coverage, same deal, and right here on Football Garbage Time as well. So I'm all over the place. Yes, he is. He is all over the place. And if you guys haven't uh, checked out Ref the District or full press coverage, go check that out. Some really great stuff there. And I'm not just saying that because of Trev. Everybody on those shows have been fantastic. So go give it a, give it a check out. Don't, don't miss it. You will not be disappointed. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until, until next time, enjoy your NFL week and enjoy the divisional round playoff. Hello. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.